Please be aware, the stories, theories, reenactments, and language in this podcast are of an adult nature and can be considered disturbing, frightening, and in some cases, even offensive. Listener discretion is therefore advised. Welcome, heathens! Welcome to the world of the weird and unexplained. I am your host, Nicole Delacroix, and together we will be investigating stories about the things that go bump in the night. Monsters lurking under your bed or deep in the forest. That unknown creature lurking just out of sight. And frighteningly imagined creatures. Ghosts. Supernatural beings and even some unsolved mysteries. So, sit back, grab your favorite drink, and prepare to be transported to today's Dark Enigma. And on today's Dark Enigma, watched it, or you haven't rewatched it, I'm suggesting that you do, because it's better the second and third time around. Anyways, so today we're looking into an ancient mystery. And with that said, we will be playing our drinking game. And as you know, the drinking game is only for those of us that are at home and, well, have nowhere else to go tonight. The choice of libation, my darlings, is always yours. So choose your poison accordingly. All right, now for the game part. How about every time I say cave? That's going to be a single shot. And every time I say Greece, that's going to be a double shot. And you know what? Just for fun, how about every time I go, Oppa, that's going to be a triple shot. <laughs> All right. Now that we have the business end out of the way, we can jump headfirst into today's dark enigma. So I'm not sure this, this works, but grab your best toga. Isn't that Roman? Yeah, who cares? As we dive deep into ancient mysteries in the caves of Greece. Oppa! Alright, there you go. You get your first triple shot of the night. Greece, with its picturesque scenery and long, fabled history, has become a magnet for tourists looking for a peek into the wonders of our glorious past. Particularly in Athens, one of the world's oldest cities, and often referred to as the cradle of Western civilization and the birthplace of democracy. One can find such legendary historical locations as the Acropolis, with its Parthenon, among countless other ancient ruins dotting the cityscape and the surrounding countryside. Yet, among this rich tapestry of history, there are other more enigmatic places that seem to be largely unknown to the droves of visitors who pour into Athens every year, which, while relatively little known, nevertheless they are heavily wreathed in history, and indeed in this case, some weirdness. One such mysterious location can be found just to the north of Athens, and is a place at once steeped in history and high strangeness, dripping with tales of the paranormal, UFOs, and even secret government conspiracies. Don don don. Okay, I'm a little silly tonight, can you tell? <laughs> on the outskirts of Athens, located on the craggy southwestern slope of Mount 
of Mount Pinteli and surrounded by ominous-looking pine forests is a bizarre cave mostly unknown to tourists, but very well entrenched in the history of the area and also cloaked in mystery, folklore, and superstition, which is officially known as Pinteli Cave, but also variously called Talvelis's Cave and Davilis Cave. The cave is located within an ancient quarry from which was taken the marble used in the construction of such legendary structures as the Parthenon and the Acropolis, which was moved down the mountain via carts and pulleys whose tracks can still be seen to this very day, along with the ancient road that was once used to reach it. It was, in fact, this excavation of precious marble that uncovered the entrance to the cave in the 5th century. The mouth of the Pinteli cave seems mundane and innocuous enough, but penetrate into its cold, dark recesses, and it becomes clear that this is much more than it appears. The cave proper is 60 meters long, 40 meters wide, and 20 meters high, and branches off into an impressive and intricate network of tunnels that snake deep underground, one of which leads up to a subterranean pond of water, and another that leads down into abysmal blackness that has long been claimed since ancient times to be the road to hell itself. Of course, if it's in Greece, wouldn't it be the road to Hades? Eh. Anyways, the finding of such a vast cave and tunnel network within the quarry must have been enough to inspire awe into the people of that time. And indeed, the cave became a revered place, which would go on to weave a rather colorful history. The cave was once a panier polion, a place of worship for followers of the Greek goat-like god of Pan, who was considered to be the patron of shepherds, and many artifacts depicting Pan surrounded by nymphs have been found within the numerous passages here. There are also many small niches carved into the rock of the walls that are thought to have been for the purpose of displaying idols, statues, and even offerings to their god Pan. There's also a hollow in one of the walls bearing a small pool of water for unknown purposes. Hmm, mysterious. Hoppa, take another drink. The cave went on to become a favored hideout for marauding cutthroat thieves, a haunt for mountain hermits, and a shelter for nomad monks and other holy people, some of whose remains have been found buried under the floor. In around the 11th century, two Byzantine chapels were carved directly into the rock at its entrance, which are rather unusual in the fact that they are interconnected, converging as one church within two sanctums, and are said to be dedicated to St. Spiridion and St. Nicholas. The smaller of the chapels contains glyphs and engravings thought to have been produced by the Anchorites, and there is a mural in the larger one depicting Michael Akominatos, the last Greek Archbishop of Athens. Beyond these chapels lies the cave proper, 
with various passages that meander through the inky darkness, past vast halls and impressive stalagmite formations. One of the most popular historical legends concerning the cave came in the 19th century, when the notorious outlaw, De Villis, set his sights on it as a mountain hideout. De Villis at the time was considered to be an almost Robin Hood-like figure who was well known for stealing from the rich and the affluent. He and his band of robbers utilized the cave as a hideaway, and it was said that the infamously womanizing brigand started an affair with a French noblewoman, the Duchess of Placentia, who lived down the mountain in the old Pentelli village, or the modern Palea Pentelli community. Legend has it that a series of tunnels led all the way down through the mountain to a secret meeting place where the robber could meet his lover in secrecy, as well as to the nearby Pantelkion Monastery. But it is also said that a good amount of Develis's loot was hidden down within the remote corners of the cave where it remains to this day. Develis's reign of terror upon his wealthy high society targets would end when he was hunted down and killed near Mount Parnassus and his head paraded about on a stick in the Syntagma Square. It is the name of this legendary robber that gives the cave one of its nicknames, the Devilis Cave. There is certainly a lot more interesting history surrounding the Devilis Cave, but perhaps even more intriguing is the amount of strange phenomena that has long been associated with it. Since its first discovery, there have been bizarre tales spinning around the cave and its surroundings. Glowing orbs, strange creatures, and shadowy, mist-like human figures were often spotted prowling about in the darkness, and there has always been an intense sense of disorientation and dread that descends upon all who enter, as well as an indescribable thrumming atmosphere as a place of power. And indeed, it is this palpable, thick, mystical aura that is said to have made the cave such a magnet for monks and other religious groups. In the 19th century, visitors to the cave often told of hearing the ghostly sounds of music, talking, and laughter emanating from the depths of the caverns here. In more modern times, the area has become somewhat of a UFO hotspot, with numerous mysterious lights and orbs spotted flitting above it or within it. Cases of missing time and panic attacks have long been common here, as well as sudden blackouts or apparent changes of behavior. There is also numerous reports of goat-like apparitions which appear to only vanish into thin air when approached as well as the seemingly ever-present humanoid shadowy figures and even bipedal cat-like creatures. Mm, Two-footed cats. Mm. Any attempts to photograph such strangeness are frustratingly confounded by the tendency for cameras and other electrical equipment to stop working when in the vicinity of the cave or produce images of spectral shapes or orbs and streaks that were just not present when the photos were taken. Other phenomena often reported from this area are magnetic and gravitational anomalies, such as water flowing uphill, or in the case of one 200-meter-long road on the other side of the mountain, cars inexplicably rolling up inclines or uphill. 
In the late 1960s, the various weird happenings circling the cave of Pentelli caused an intense interest from the paranormal community, and the area became a sort of mecca for those looking into unexplained mysteries, including the famed investigator George Balanos, who in 1982 would later go on to write perhaps the most extensive compendium of the cave's mysteries on his book, The Riddle of Pentelli, and subsequently bring the oddity of the cave to the mainstream consciousness. By the way, good book if you haven't read it. Read it. I have. It's fabulous. In 1977, there was a series of very odd occurrences reported from the surrounding craggy slopes of Mount Pitelli. In mid-April of 1977, a husband and wife allegedly spotted a car inexplicably perched upon an inaccessible rocky outcropping near the cave where no car could have possibly driven to. For three days in a row, the couple returned to the location to see if it was still there, and it was. When they climbed up to where the car was, they noticed that it was completely intact, displaying none of the damage that would normally be expected on a car trying to drive over the hostile rocky landscape. And in the snow surrounding the rocks were found a series of unusual large footprints, which were oval-shaped and about a meter long, and meandered up over rocks and even vertical surfaces where no human being would be able to walk. When the wife went to peek into a cavity in the rocks behind some bushes, she allegedly started screaming wildly and claimed that she had seen a hideous white creature of some sort, which was about 60 centimeters tall and sported two huge luminous oval-shaped eyes. Although the husband did not see it, he did notice the bushes shake as if an animal were hidden behind them, and the panicked couple hastily left the scene. When the couple once again cautiously returned to the area a few days later out of curiosity, the car was reportedly still there, and the husband claimed to see a huge dark sphere apparently fashioned of thick black smoke spinning at a high speed emerge from the abandoned car. He would later claim that during the incident, which lasted for just a few seconds, that he had felt as though something were trying to enter or invade his mind. Spooky. Indeed, 1977 would turn out to be a strange year for the area, and marks when the cave was suddenly closed to the public in what, what has perhaps led to one of the most inexplicable mysteries surrounding it. It was at this time that the whole area was cordoned off and some sort of top secret project was launched within the cave system by parties that remain nebulous, but which are believed to be some sort of secret government agency from an as yet named country. Bulldozers and other heavy machinery were brought in and dynamite was used to blast into the cave to apparently expand the tunnel system already in place and penetrate even further into the mountainside. It was a highly unusual thing to happen at such an archaeologically and historically important site, but during this time the area was heavily patrolled by guards who forbade anyone from coming anywhere near it, and local authorities claimed that the project was under military jurisdiction. Bizarrely, it seemed as if there was nothing actually being built, but rather just an attempt to expand the cave system or otherwise delve deeper into the mountainside. 
all through this clandestine digging swirled rumors of who was responsible, with rumors pointing to everyone from NATO to the U.S. to the Greek government itself. But there was never any official admission as to who was behind it all. Of course, this thick veil of secrecy led to a plethora of conspiracy theories involving the somewhat sinister cave excavations, and speculation ran rampant. Theories ranged from the Greek government looking to exploit the caves for national defense reasons to the construction of some kind of nuclear weapons storage facility, a nuclear bunker, a secret scientific experiment facility, or some sort of radar or telecommunications base, but no one knew for sure. When the Greek government was approached by concerned citizens complaining about the potential damage to such a historically important site, the government merely stated that it was work involved with quote-unquote national security, which only further stoked the fires of conspiracy and mystery whirling about the whole project. Quite a few more far-out conspiracy theories started to be flung about as well, including the idea that there was some mysterious magnetic channel connecting the cave to a base in Langley, West Virginia, and that the cave was being used in tandem with two other American military tele telecommunications installations in the region for some sort of top-secret research, perhaps something to do with an archaeological find the purported mystical qualities of the mountain, or even UFOs or research into opening interdimensional portals. Dum dum dum. Hoppa, have another drink. <laughs> Although this secret excavation work was already odd enough as it was, the real strangeness came in 1983, when the entire project just suddenly halted before it was even apparently finished. That's right, digging just suddenly stopped and the heavy machinery and personnel were moved out, leaving only the barbed wire fences behind. Of course, it wouldn't be long before interested parties started sneaking past the now unguarded fences to take a peek for themselves, because that's what we do. It became immediately obvious that the digging had caused irreparable damage to the churches and other spots of archaeological importance within the cave system, and numerous new tunnels and concrete walls had been constructed, some of them only half complete. It was found that some tunnels that had been recently carved into the rock led to dead ends, and that still other passages, including naturally formed tunnels of the cave system, had been blocked off and sealed for unknown reasons. There was also some heavy digging machinery within the cave that had just been abandoned where it was, as well as a cache of drugs used for the treatment of cancer. Now I'm going to admit that last part, freaky! Even more bizarrely were footprints that were pressed into concrete that seemed to lead up to a dead end and simply stopped, with no indication of the person who had made them turning around to go back. It was also found that the entrance of the cave was pervaded by a large amount of ozone, and some of the remaining tire tracks of various vehicles seemed to lead over rough terrain and slopes too steep for any known vehicle to be able to feasibly navigate. Yet, there they are. Creepily, 
At one point during all this exploration of the cave in the wake of the government's departure, it was reported that a doll once appeared up on a perilous cliff on the nearby mountainside, and when someone climbed up to remove it, a seemingly identical doll was found in the very same spot on the very next day. Now you guys know, I think dolls are fucking creepy. So, ugh, okay. Over the years, it has been rumored that occult groups and Satanists used the abandoned caves for rituals and even animal sacrifices, evidenced by several slaughtered dogs found within the caves as well as a large amount of graffiti featuring occult imagery and the remnants of black magic rituals. In 1990, mysterious construction seemed once again ready to resume in the cave, but this time the Greek Ministry of Culture intervened to put a stop to it before it could even begin. And that's kind of where we stop with it. But I did find an account of a traveler that was both enamored and haunted by this very spot. And I thought you guys would love a first-hand account, because Nicole's ass is broke and can't afford a trip to Greece. So, you know, donate to the send broke-ass Nicole somewhere other in the world than the United States fund, and I will be happy to go. Anyways, so I'll share this article with you now, but please know that I stole this from the BBC. It is not my work, but it is interesting, and I wanted to share this little anecdote with you all. So credit to the original author, Stav Dimitriopoulos, and I butchered his name, so sorry about that, Stav. And I quote, Dimitrios Macrodopoulos has always been fascinated by the preternatural, devouring books about occult phenomena from childhood to adulthood. He soon became curious about the pyramid-shaped mountain of Penteli, located about 15 kilometers northwest of Athens. He said, and I quote, I was drawn to the energy of this mysterious and ancient mountain. Quote, end quote. Penteli is globally acclaimed for its ancient quarries and the incomparably crystalline structure and golden-hued tent of its marble that was once used to construct the sacred temple of Parthenon as well as other glorious monuments. Yet, it was Davelis Cave, located on this mountain's southwest side, that particularly piqued Macrodipolis' interest. Resting in and above an ancient marble quarry and averaging a width of 45 meters and a height of 62 meters, Davelis Cave is a vast, mesmerizing, and steeply descending grotto that could well serve as the backdrop to a horror movie. Visitors have reported electronics going out of control, glowing orbs, ineffable creatures, water dripping upwards, ghostly voices, spooky etchings, remnants of satanic rituals, and so much more. In 2015, Macrodropolis pecked up his spirit box, a device said to enable communications with spirits through the use of radio frequencies, and an infrared camera, and headed for Penteli with some friends. It was January, and the mountain was shrouded in fog. This made it virtually impossible for him and the others to make out what lay even five meters ahead of them, but Penteli compensated with gifts at every turn, from chunks of precious marble, from its plentiful ancient quarries, to pieces of iron-bearing evidence, according to him, of cryptic military experiments conducted in the caves in the late 70s and 80s. 
He stated, and I quote, I was surrounded by an inexplicable otherworldly energy from the minute I stepped into this unspoilt and pure place. I became one with it. I was surrounded by an, by an inexplicable otherworldly energy. I felt eyes following my every move. I could not see or hear anything with my five senses, but I knew. End quote. The 29-year-old computer technician remembers his surprise when his electrical appliances confirmed back at home what he had felt in the cave. His spirit box captured what sounded like a choir of angelic children's voices chanting in ancient Greek. He's also adamant his infrared camera recorded ghostly apparitions near the cave center, and a tiny pitch-black creature lurking at the entrance of the hollow. End quote. And that's the end of that story. In recent years, the cave of Penteli is still a spot that draws curiosity seekers and paranormal investigators from all over the world. Yet, its isolated, mountainous location and lack of a modern road leading to it make it only accessible by a long trek over rocky terrain, allowing it to remain mostly free of casual tourists. Nevertheless, the cave has seen quite a bit of abuse over the years. Garbage litters the floor and the entrance, and there is a lot of vandalism and graffiti, including various messages etched into the rock walls by past visitors. Because we're humans and we suck. A massive forest fire in July of 1995 that spread throughout much of Mount Pateli has reduced much of the surrounding pine forest to black skeletal shapes that only add to the sinister quality that even now hangs in the air here. It's rather sad that such an ancient and potentially important archaeological site has been so neglected and damaged, but its remote location has made preserving it difficult. The cave remains a place known for its many strange phenomena and weird history more than anything else, and is certainly a stop to make for anyone looking for a peek at something different and off the beaten path while in beautiful Greece. And with that, my darlings, we've come to the end of our episode, and I thank you for joining me here today, and I do hope you'll take some time to reach out to me and share your thoughts on what you think. You can always reach me and the show at darkenigmapodcast at gmail.com. And if you have a suggestion for a future show, you just want to tell me what you think, you need somebody to talk to, drop me a line, because I do reply to every single email. And on that note, that's all the time I have for you this evening. I thank you for joining me here on Renegade Talk Radio. And don't forget to tune in next time, my darlings. See you, my heathens. I love you. We don't sugarcoat shit. This is Renegade Talk Radio. Renegade Talk Radio.